0: So welcome to Techman Talks Dynamics. We are covering another subject around the CRM product today. I'm joined by Jason Tromans, who heads up our CRM team. And when we were considering what we wanted to talk about today, one of the, the topics that does come up from time to time when we speak to customers and just general, uh, generally around CRM is how on earth do you get that product to be in, in, so involved in the business that it becomes irreplaceable, that people need that tool to, to do their job, to get the information they need? And uh, CRM has always had this Reputation, I think, if you'd have gone back into the early noughties, that it was a nice product to have, but it wasn't always critical to the business, yep. and it would often be implemented, and then you'd go and speak to the customers, how's it going? And, and eighteen months, two years down the line, they go, well, it's it's not really used, and we're, we're thinking of taking it out.
1: Yeah, C- crash and burn, I think, is the is is a term a phrase I've I've seen used a lot when it comes to CRM, um, and it just it goes in and as Quick as it goes in, it goes out.
0: So wh- why is that? What's the fundamental reason you think? Because we, we put ERP systems in. Yep. No one takes an ERP system out because you need them to invoice and to get your stock out your door. All the critical things to run your business. So CRM, what's the difference?
1: Yeah, I think you, you're right there in terms of if you take the C- ERP system out, you replace it with another one that just does the job yep. or whatever. So it's not the case of that you just ditch it and don't bother. With CRM, if it crashes and burns, sometimes i just go, oh, I'll go back to Excel, I'll go back to Outlook, I'll go back to in my head, in my notebook, etc. I think why, um, I think there's different reasons why I think every organization, why they've not perhaps succeeded or they're not currently getting the best out of their CRM system could be for a number of reasons. But the, the perception I think is one of those, is that how does the, the business and the users perceive it is it, do some people just think it's a sales tool? It's just used by the sales team. Clearly CRM is not just a sales tool. It should not just be used by the sales team. Um, is it a case that the perception is that it adds no value? Um, I'm filling in the information, but what am I getting out of it? Um, and the management, the board, etc don't really pay too much attention to it the culture isn't to look at crm first to get the answer the culture is to pick up the phone or ask the question and go tell me um so i think that the, a lot of it or i say sometimes why crm systems may not bed into a business and, and stay um is the is the perception that it that it's it's brought along its journey with it um And that means that you've got to get it. And we'll talk about how we make it um, stick inside of the organization. Um but you've got, to get it, you've got to get your idea and your principles right at the very start of the process.
0: I always think as well that we've, when we've implemented, um, years ago, if it was an ERP, then it would typically the board, everyone was going to be involved, they understood the reasons why. And sometimes when it was CRM as a sales tool, yeah. it was often delivered by maybe the sales director or a sales manager, wouldn't have that full company-wide buy-in. It was a project that might be lower budget and it was adopted because that's what they wanted. They'd used it previously. They knew the benefits, but we also know, and we both wore the sales hat, that salespeople can be notoriously lazy when it comes to filling yeah. stuff in. They want to get yeah, to the end yeah. goal. They want to uh, sell. They want to go to the next one. And absolutely. like you said, if they don't see the value, what, what why is this tool helping me
1: close this a- business? Absolutely. And I think you talk about the people that's involved in the project when it comes to an ERP perspective. Um, one of the, it's very common that we will speak with operations directors, finance directors, managing directors, etc. Um, and when we're speaking with finance directors that in you know, a lot of SMBs do also have control over IT as well um, is that you get lots of people involved. When you come to CRM and you talk to kind of you speak to the sales director or the sales manager it doesn't really touch the finance director. The finance director doesn't really see value in it. And maybe also the managing director doesn't see value in it enough as well. And then the sales director says, well, I want. And sales can be one of those roles. Every role has turnover in it, but sales and salespeople can be in roles that there's churn and relatively regularly, every two or three years. So you put a system in, then you lose people, then it doesn't get used and you lose people and then no one knows what the CRM was supposed to do. And it's that continuity as such like that, whereas ops and stuff like that, my experience is you probably tend to find that people stick around for longer. Um, So that probably doesn't help um, the reputation that CRM has, if I'm honest either. Um, But from my perspective as well, typically, when a CRM project comes in, um, you might speak to a sales manager, et cetera, but then they're then trying to get buy-in from the board to say, yes, I'll." Yes, we'll do it. On an ERP project, it's kind of driven from the board downwards. Um, and that sometimes has an impact of how successful that project will be. When you've got a managing director, and again, I'm trying to be careful with what I say here, but you have some MDs out there that are more commercially minded than others. Some will love the product that they do and not so much get involved in the commercials around it. Um, some will be worried about the commercials around the business, but then just go, you need the product to support it. Obviously, you want the best of both worlds. But when you've got an MD that I suppose is not completely it's commercial focused and they come from a commercial background as such, that also adds a challenge to trying to get CRM as a sales tool. If you put it that kind of really sold into the sold into the business as well.
0: And a lot of businesses don't really care about that visibility. As long as the salespeople are selling, yeah, they don't really care. As long as those sales keep coming in, and typically when they stop, either the salesperson moves on or they get the bullet, right? So yeah. that, that, that there's a lot of the time is if, it's, it, it, if you're it, working it, and it's working, why why do we need to go and invest in a CRM? It's
1: that people? ignorance to an extent. They yeah. they salespeople, I'm. Um, I've done it, you you control the team that does it, um, that as long as they're just bringing it in, I wouldn't say there's no questions asked, but to an extent, they get on with their job. And as long as I keep bringing the business in in the right way that's, re- that's right for the business, then you're doing your job. Um, but from my perspective, if I look at my time previously in a sales role, salesperson should also be helping to develop themselves of what they did well on opportunities, what they didn't do well, why they'd lost, how they can improve next time, what their competition was, etc. And that needs to be somewhere to help them improve, um, to help them grow as an individual in their professional career and stuff like that in sales. Um and that's where for me CRM has to play a part.
0: Okay, so we've talked quite a lot about why well, you wouldn't have a CRM system or why they why they fell. That definitely has changed, I find, in the last five to ten years. We are not seeing these pro- projects going in and then bouncing back out or crashing and burning, as you referred to. It. What, what's changed? I mean, we've, we've talked to this so far purely as a sales tool, and I think that's probably one of the fundamental changes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think um, there's probably a few different reasons. Um, this concept of big data that came around a few years ago um, has influenced that in terms of, I need data to be able to analyze it, to be able to spot trends and stuff like that, um, and have that centrally, and so you can analyze better. That's helped See the, the concept of CRM as well. Um, also, what's helped is that there has been um, a definite shift around what they call this customer experience principle, and the customer journey, so it's not just about what you sell and what you promise the customer at the front end; it's how you very much deliver that to the customer and then keep them coming back and back and back. And there's always been the concept that it's 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 more effective, it's more it's cheaper to keep winning with the same customer than get a new customer. You know, everybody wants to grow, everybody wants to work with more people. That's the right kind of industry or the right kind of end user for them as such. But the idea is if you can have that repeat customer time and time again, they're going to be the more profitable ones for you. But the idea is there has been a generically out there in the industry, there's definitely been more of a, how do we look after customers? How do we, and this is in every industry, how do I serve my customers better? How do I keep on coming back for more? And that's where CRM is going, well, I'm trying to identify trends, what they do, what they spend what their touch points are, and all this kind of stuff. And they sit there going, well, I need to communicate better. And all of a sudden, that's where customer service, that's where marketing, as well as sales, is starting to kind of all come together. And it also probably leads into, it's It's also where Microsoft have changed officially, if you ask what they call CRM these days, they call it a set of customer engagement apps, is what they call it, not a sales tool not a service tool it's about the engagement process from start to finish
0: I, I, I fully agree with that and we're, we're seeing that it's extended out from just the core sales team yeah and actually that's not not controversial but I mean with the way we use it within our business I find the bits either end of that are far more beneficial to us from the marketing perspective on what we're doing and communicating with either new business yeah. or existing customers. Yeah, to see what's happening there is is critical, and as you said, then to make sure we're offering good experience, even with that help desk being built into um, into CRM, it's it, it continues going. I, and I think customers' buying behaviours have changed, which has altered CRM. We used to have. Very long sales cycles, as yes, you know, we yeah, yeah. and so actually, I wouldn't need to check CRM because maybe the, the twenty opportunities we're working on wouldn't change on a weekly or even monthly basis. Yeah. As buyers are now far more educated about what we sell, I'm sure that's in in all sectors as well. They come, like, you know, so, something can come in very quickly. It can move. It's changing. They need this information, yeah. and so actually having that that ability to see what's going on, where we could easily just all catch up on a on a couple of weeks on a sales call. Uh, sales meeting now. It, it you know to have the ability to see what's happening here. It has changed. They've, this has been done, and the automation that I can see the emails that are coming in. I don't have to speak to the sales person to see what the last communication was.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it is. It is changed rapidly. So um, uh, it's, and I think the CRM is a. I think everybody will still search for CRM. People that listening to this podcast that are looking for a new CRM system, looking how to get better use out of their Dynamics, CRM system, et cetera, then when you type it into your search engine, we still use the CRM as the search against, but the reality is, is that what people, partners, Microsoft and other providers are trying to say, what you have just highlighted—it's a relationship management tool.
0: Yeah, it's strange because the the acronym for CRM doesn't mention sales. Well, no, <laughs> it's, CRM, it's a customer it's a relationship, relationship tool, it. um, and it's just got that sales uh, badge and, tagged to it. Now,
1: yeah, it? Uh, so it's a relationship management tool, and the reason why I've knocked the C off is that it doesn't stop you also using it to manage your suppliers or your or your other connections that have an influence in what you do as a business. Um, well, we used to refer to it as XRM, didn't it? Because it didn't about yeah, any relationship. Absolutely. So I think from from our point of view is that. Um, it's it's definitely a, a tool that has, to an extent, matured in functionality, added lots more functionality around chats and all this kind of stuff that we've covered in other podcasts and we'll continue to cover in more. But I think us as users, us as decision makers, when we're looking for such systems, we're starting to be more educated, as you say, as the buyer, um, that what CRM should actually do for us as well and what it can do for us. And people like us, our job is to say, it's it's not just about having an opportunity record and say, have you won it or lost it? It's the tool is so much more than that. And the idea is that for me, and I've said it on a few things before, having a, a well grounded built CRM system solution, um, should be as valuable to you as your ERPs that send your invoices out the door. Fully
0: agreed. Fully agreed. Okay, so we've talked about the challenges uh, historically. We've talked about why we believe the products are now changing, so it should be core to any business. What 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 should you do? in you know, in your experience, with the team's experience, what can we do to to make that adoption better, and that it does become a product that's ingrained in the business?
1: Well, I think it has to start right at the very beginning. To an extent no matter where you are in your CRM journey, the, the concepts I think apply. Firstly, you've got to involve the right stakeholders. Um, you might have a customer service or a customer relations manager from an after sales point of view. You might have a sales manager, you might have a marketing manager, et etc. and actually they they see and use it every day and then people say their team use it every day. They need to be important stakeholders. Process champions as such in terms of what the tool will do, but you also need um, Board buying um, And that's board buying in not just from in my opinion a, a managing director um, But board buying that, that the finance director the operations director understand the value of what the tool should deliver and when they're having consistent problems on a particular product, then that ops director can sit in a room with customer relations, etc., and look at the analysis correctly, opposed to going, well, I know I've got a problem, but why and how and who's it affecting, etc. Well, the CRM tool should be helping influence what the issue is and how you're going to stop that issue from happening moving forward. And it's a case of everybody or the key pillars of the business need to buy into why a CRM Solution is, imp- is important
0: It touched a little bit on what you said earlier as well that um, following on from that theme that you used to analyse the data on a deal we lost which was probably times more important than the ones we won yeah. where are we dropping out we're dropping out at the same stage all the time uh, and then you can look at that and say well what, what's wrong is it pricing is it, is it our, our presentation of the proposal etc cetera, etc cetera. you find where we're losing are we losing to a competitor the same one over and over again yeah. it's, it's the data that you don't always want to look at but it's all stored in CRM if we do it
1: correctly and it's also going to different levels of that as well. So you have got where do I win? Where do I lose? And if I lose, what do I lose against? What product? What supplier? Etc. But then also, it might not be as simple as that. Is that I'm, geographically? Let's just take the UK for instance. I might be stronger winning in the in the Midlands and the North than I am winning in London and the South East, for example. Mm. But why is that? Is that because there's a different type of relationship in those areas of the country? Is it because price dependent? What where, What is it and stuff like that? If you've got the data there, you can start to analyse what you're good and not so good at as such like that. Um, also, when you're talking to an organisation, a particular sector, why do you seem to win that one? If it's a particular role that your main contact has been you're buying a system and you're buying it from a particular role in a business compared to a different other role, do you seem to have more success in getting the deal over the line? Depends on who you're dealing with. Again, if you don't have that information centrally, then how are you going to analyse to say how how do you go to market better as an organisation? Um, so I think from my point of view, in, engaging the right stakeholders from the beginning, they're clearly... That, Board Level is not going to be involved in in, in the roadmap of monthly, quarterly, six-monthly improvements constantly, but they should very much be involved in the strategy of what the solution should be delivering for the business. Yeah.
0: Okay, so you get your buy-in from the right stakeholders, they're engaged in that, what, what, what next? Where do you go then for the project?
1: So if, if I think if you're looking at your CRM system and you want to improve, this is valid point, but also very um, pertinent at the very start. Map your processes. The the thing with a CRM system, now depends on the type of CRM tool that you use, if you're using some more of the entry-level solutions that are out there, you kind of have no choice in terms of kind of the way that you work. The, the, the tool is quite rigid um, and you have to work that way. So you map your process to fit the data in that way. When it comes to dynamics and the its competitors at that similar level one of also the biggest problems with crm is that it can be that blank canvas and where do i start and partners like us need to say well we need to map that process to say how how does your opportunity process work how does your after sales process work how does your marketing process work how do you go to market and then how what data capture do you need to to be inside of CRM to aid that, not just for now, but for the future to give you the right analysis. You're not gonna have every answer to start with, but you need to be able to map that process on a board, on a piece of paper, on Visio, whatever it is, and say, what do you do? And how do you do it? And how do you go to market? Where does data come into the system from? Website leads, trade shows, etc and you map it out and say, well, how am I gonna get that centrally without me doing manual processes that people are trying to retype in Excel, etc." Mapping those processes out is then going to allow you to prioritize of what the most important bits of data and process you want to be capturing from the start is, and then you can build, build up on it. So mapping that process and having multiple people in the room, and this is where sometimes CRM systems fall down, if I'm being honest, just having a sales director or just having the customer services director or manager in the room, they're not always on the cold face of it. So what they think is the process of how the sales team and the customer services team work is probably not going to be correct. Yeah. And the idea is that if they then architect a solution and give it to the sales team or the customer service team... It's not going to fit what they want, do yeah. And adoption's not going to be there.
0: So you're saying get champions from the team to come in and, and engage
1: with... As but a process mapping exercise, been... absolutely. I don't want every don't man and his yeah. dog in the room as such, but the idea is that you need, you need you need a good representation of what you should be doing as a business, but also what actually happens on the cold face.
0: You get you always get any system you get better adoption when you've got the buy-in from the team and they feel they've been able to have some level of input yeah. into the way it's being built.
1: And I think some of the historical thing is some of the reasons why business might say, like, "I want a CRM system," is a director going. I want to see what we've got as a problem. I want to see what we've got as a, as, as opportunities, etc. I need that visibility. I don't have that right now, so I want a CRM system. But that's where you get into the perception of I just the user goes, I just need to fill it in because I've been told to. Whereas then the adoption, the stickiness just goes away. So again, we're going back to involving the right people, mapping the right processes, and prioritising what those processes are. Okay,
0: so once you've got all that people in, you have mapping your processes and this probably overlaps with the mapping. in the process, is do you, uh, is there a right or wrong answer to, should it be a large scale project or are we better taking a particular uh, problem we've got and, and rolling the system out to try and achieve that and then build from there or?
1: I, th- I think in, in, a, in, a, in an ideal world, I'd always say start with a defined scope that isn't too big um, and then build on it over time.
0: So see a benefit early on, get that buy, and then we go from there again.
1: And also to understand exactly how the systems work and what the system's capable of. If you try and create something that's all, not having used Dynamics before, and the same principle applies on ERP as well, you think that you know what you want, you need all this from day one, and then you start using it and going, actually, I could have got away. I don't need that, I don't need that. And then you've gone and spent thousands, if not tens of thousands of pounds on something that actually hasn't been adopted and you're only using 20% of it. Build twenty percent of it, and then later do the next twenty percent, and then to it. And the right is you'll never you'll you'll hit the hundred, but you'll end up just having more challenges, and it'll just keep evolving. The concept that software, business application projects never end; they don't, and you'll always find as your business evolves and your industry evolves, CRM needs to evolve with it. And so, I would always advocate: don't try and build and go live with something too big. The only caveat that I'd have to that is if you are coming from a previous CRM system or you're upgrading as such you need to get to that status quo kind of level where you don't lose what you've had before and you might build an extra few benefits into it but you still create that roadmap of what 6, 12, 24 months looks like
0: Okay so we've got our scope we've got our business process map, we've got the right people involved I guess the next thing is you, you want to go out there and, and find a partner and, and start to build this thing is what what should people be looking for i know you're going to say tech man cuz
1: yeah of course tech what, man
0: but what do we do that you think is unique or or good for the customer
1: I, I think from from my point of view we are you find us on 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 your search engine Bing, google etc and you'll see that we do dynamics you'll see that we can implement a system and we can support it so we know the software um yeah we know the software but as we say all up at techman we're business process people so as much as we need to know the software and be able to implement it with our customers um we also need to also understand business process so to understand business process and understand how a sales operation works and i guess i've i have i have got the privilege of, of leading the crm power platform side of here at techman now but we've got people in the team and me that I've worked in sales before. I've worked in account management before. Um, so I've seen kind of the, the pre-sale and the after-sale. I've also dipped and dabbed into bits of marketing from time, time to time. So I understand the cold face as well as just, hey, you've got these lovely functions in your CRM system. How about you do it? Because this is what it can show you. No point in showing all the bells and whistles of functionality without applying it to real life. And again, we've got team members in the team that have been on the cold faces. They've worked in customer services teams or they've worked in a sales operation and stuff like that. So understanding that business process in a partner, I think, is is really important. And obviously, people have different levels of experience within that. But we try and make sure that when we're scoping, and then this this concept, this moment, user stories, Um that we're understanding what that means, not just trying to think of that software and I can add that field and that role. Why would you do it? Because yeah. um, as much as we're going through and asking the CRM systems going, well, why are you selling that way? Why are you doing proposals that way? Why are you why are you negotiating that way? Um, because we can use that against what we do with other customers as well as our experiences ourselves as well. And actually what we find in CRM is that We rarely get a project that says I want this in a defined scope and then we deliver that based on phases or whatever and we design exactly that. The customer as well as us, we learn more about each other and what we do is we evolve to create something that fits and works and that's one of the most powerful things about Dynamics is that it is scalable, it is flexible but if you don't have the right partner to help you do that and, and flex up and down accordingly, then the people go, oh, well, CRM's dynamics is too big, it's too complicated. It's not. It's just the case, you need the right partner to guide you through the path.
0: You talked about some of the people in your team have got experience of working in, as you said, the coalface and those different design. I know from, from experience, obviously, Zach, who's in your team yeah. and, and worked in our marketing team for several years, experienced marketeer trained, to across to the same but he understands, you know, the type of challenges that marketeers face, he understands the jargon they use and the yeah. posts they go through. And so he's actually got the tool and rather than having someone who's no idea of the application of it, he, he's great at that. And I know that goes throughout the teams, I hope across most of Techman with yeah, the, the absolutely. Products, Yeah, but absolutely. it's a great example and, um, and, and often leads to success and and then empathy i think with the team that you're not just saying here's a tool go use it because you know the challenges of using it as well
1: absolutely and when uh, we can have that honest conversation if the customer says we want to do this and we and they've never used dynamics before and we've seen it we've done it got with other customers we can we can be honest and have that honest conversation because we go we don't think you should do that and that might mean less revenue for tech man Mm but the thing is it's right for the customer and actually it means that the system will continue to be used opposed to take the money and run just because that's what the customer asks for we're not yes people TechMan man all up are not yes people it's one of the best reasons for working at TechMan from a software consulting development point of view but the idea is that that means that the customer is going to trust you and have confidence in you month after month and keep coming back when you've got the change and say can you help? How would you deal with this inside of Dynamics and CRM and the Power Platform? They're going to trust that we're going to, based on what we know, we're going to try and guide them in the best way possible.
0: And, and that's critical as well with with the licensing side. You talked about the scale and the amount of products that Microsoft have in the yeah. customer engagement family, Power Platform as well. So we, we also help and, and advise on that, don't we? Look at what's required and, and get the licensing right.
1: We do, we do. Again, it's not about trying to put customers to the creme de la creme licensing from day one. If there's certain reasons why it takes you into that bracket, then we'll explain it and say, based on what you want, you're already kind of in that level. Of course, Microsoft have introduced in recent times levels to CRM to an extent, and what you can do. And for us, um, as part of that growth, if you you can start on the smaller license, if you want to say that, you can start with the smaller set of functionality in your system, and then grow into the bigger license you know, over, over time as well. So again, from our point of view is that it's not about overselling the lovely things that Dynamics and Microsoft can deliver because there's some really, really cool stuff there. Sometimes you've got to break it down and go, well, what I'm spending and what I'm getting, what's my return on investment? And if I get the return on investment here, I'm more. If I'm sitting in customer shoes, I'm more likely to spend on the, yeah. the fancy stuff later.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, having worked with Microsoft for decades, we know that just everyone gets used to the licensing. They go and change it and come up with something new. So we'll <laughs> yeah. always continue to advise and, and talk about maybe promos or attach models that you can yeah. benefit to get the, the most out of the, the money you're spending on the licensing.
1: The only other one point of view in terms of why Tech Man and, and also to make CRM sticky is is my kind of final point really is, is, is build and review. CRM is a very agile and flexible solution, that I've mentioned. Where possible, when you're configuring a system with a customer, show early and often. Mm. Because what you think you're going to get to what you get could be two different things because there's different ways to display what CRM delivers. So if you have those reviews with key stakeholders, process champions, whatever you want to call them with the customer, the, the, the show early and often principle means that you're not going to get to the end of a build phase after X weeks, X days, whatever it is. And then the customer goes, nah, that's, that's not how I envisioned it would work. Again, there's only going to be you can't do it after every day, every 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 hour, etc. But you got to pick those points where you have got to trust your consultant and and the people that run your projects to say, "I'm now going to show them. I'm now going to show them." And then the idea is that they feel involved. So if already they're feeling involved, they're going to make sure that the rest of their team will feel involved. But at the same time, you've got a better chance of delivering something successful as well.
0: Okay. Okay, well look, I think we've wrapped up going through the notes that we'd scribbled down or you scribbled down before we, we started this. I think we've covered everything. Um, we definitely, I mean, we use these products internally. We do. And I've seen without doubt over the last two or three years as we've moved more to a work from home and a flexible working system having systems is useful you can't just tap the person you sit next to you and say what's going on with this so having the data there and those systems becoming more and more joined up and yep. the integration you mentioned the power platform we're not going into it now but we can link to lots of third parties we can link to things like teams that people live and breathe in we can yeah communication and dragging information from one to another so I don't think we'll ever get back to that time if it's deployed properly where CRM is one of those crash and burn projects. They, they are definitely ingrained into the business yeah. and the adoption is very high. So look, Jase, thanks as always for, for joining us no for, thank for the you. podcast, appreciate it. Um, thank you as well for, for listening or viewing. Uh, if you can continue to subscribe and any feedback you've got around different topics you'd like us to cover, it's always appreciated. But thank you for joining us on Techman Talks Dynamics and we'll see you again soon.